Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio at unity.fm on your online dial. (laughs) We're here for another session of our deep dive into uh, the law of attraction, but more so understanding our power, understanding our ability to create the lives that we have really come here to live and to fully explore our desires, to let go of any chains that say you can't have it or you are not here to experience that which you desire and you love because we are learning here that you are equipped to do exactly what you are passionate about. And to join me on this journey, I have my wonderful co-host here on our metaphysical porch. Welcome, Janice Campbell. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay, so we're on the metaphysical porch, and I'm going to open up my ginger ale. <laughs> I need something. <laughs> Let me have a sip. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here on our metaphysical porch, and we're so happy to have you all along in, in our little neighborhood of metaphysics here as we you know, try to... Uh, really powerfully understand these laws in a way that can make our lives better on a day-to-day, everyday basis. Yes, mountaintop experiences are lovely, but what we're looking to do is to bring those aha mountaintop moments into the nitty-gritty of your day, of what it is that you're doing in your life, in your career, in your relationships, in your opportunities, all are there waiting to be tweaked just a little bit. You know, what we were talking about before we started the show today, Janice and I were talking about how simple the answer actually is, you know, and, and it really, the answer is always again and again, go inside, go inside and change your mind. Yes. <laughs> feels like that's the answer that we come to every week. Yeah. Or, or also just the go inside, have that, that peaceful and then tap into the knowing where yeah. the, cause our inner self are, it, it is very simple in there compared to the world. <laughs> So true. There's only like one light and one red light. <laughs> it's like going back in time to the simplicity. Yeah. Before all that. Ca- yeah, it's true though. I mean, you think about it. I mean, I, I was, um, you know, like we were talking about during the break, I'm listening to this book on tape that I absolutely love called Insanely Simple about Steve Jobs. But also they're talking about how it's not something that you could really be trained in. Like, and I, and when he was saying that, I was saying to myself, that's because it's a it's a spirit. It's a spiritual journey. It's not a go to a graduate school and learn how to um, have the distinctions of simplicity. It's an inner journey because you have to really sort out the noise inside your own mind yeah. to be able to tap into that simplicity. Yes, and there's there's got to be a lot of no, 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 no mm-hmm. until 
the the momentum of the yeses mm-hmm. are more about who you are and so then then once you've you've rid the nos then there's the subtle yeses and the profound yeses and the second yeses and the deep yeses as you talk about and receive your life where when you're then flowing in the yes stream even there there's more filtering mm-hmm. you know because usually really- it's not even that complicated it's i i, I see it's almost like the lesser and the greater usually there's mm-hmm. a lesser we have to release to claim the greater Yes, yep. to make yeah, because it's it's not we don't usually have in our mind we don't have thirty things we have to sift from because we know we just have to bring the knowing up to the surface and then claim it and trusting the knowing mm-hmm. like this is what it feels like you know we we talked a couple of weeks ago on the show talking about you know really living from your excitement and trusting your excitement that if something doesn't excite you you have no business doing it it's not yours to do yes. yeah. You- lot of noise around I have to and you don't understand my circumstance but you know there's a dance going on yes here. yes you know, it is if we fast yeah I was saying it too like this um sorry I was just got excited about thinking about that book on tape <laughs> but they were talking about how their their ads someone said well how do the ads get so creative or whatever and then what's your process he says they were saying well we never test them and this one was like oh my god we can never not test the idea but it's like because there is such a strong knowing and faith when you do that kind of work at that level, you don't have to test it. Oh, you know, like, it. is it okay? Do you like it? What do you think? And get a zillion different opinions. There's like a, just a knowing this is good quality work. People will want this. And there's an inspiration that comes yeah, from And that. then you, like you say, you recognize it and you learn you could trust it because it's a feeling that you, it's so different from the other feelings that you just know. I love this that you're finding these threads in a book that isn't necessarily written um, for for a spiritual necessarily a spiritual reader. It sounds like it's called Insanely Simple, and it's a, a more of a business kind of yeah, it was book, like a marketing book. But it's yeah, that's what I love about spirituality. It's because everything yeah. visible began as something invisible. So right. typically, like we talk about the surface things, but but you know, as as metaphysicians, <laughs> we look what's behind the physical. Yes. It's really fun to, to trace that back. Yes. And, and I, I, I think it does, um, when we're confident in that creative process, it's so much more fun to be in the flow of one's desires because you don't have to be worried or concerned that you won't know what's right. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just a series of, of choosing and moving forward and choosing moving forward. And I love that clarity. And I think many um, artists and people who are accomplished at their craft know that very well. Yes. They don't compromise. No, and they can't compromise. It's almost like once you, you get it so deeply, you can't even think of compromising. It reminds me of years ago when I was single in a relationship or breaking up. I had spent hours and hours and almost like, what do you think? What do you think? And then we talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Oh my and it's like, oh, my God. I mean, you're thinking about it now. It's just hilarious. The energy and time thinking that you could get at it from the outside in. Yes. What does this mean? Is this right? Is, I mean, why would, you know seven girlfriends know what's better for me than me. <laughs> we were like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and all that noise. Yeah. And all that noise. And the whole time we know who we are in that still small voice, mm-hmm. you know, as we go inside. And, you know, last week on the show, we were talking about relationships. We're going to talk about relationships again this week is kind of a theme of this uh of this beautiful fall here, but um, we were talking about, you know, the circumstance where a, a woman was talking to the communion of light about this guy that she was dating and how he didn't get metaphysics. And she just felt like that was such a big part of her joy in talking about metaphysics 
and, and, you know, especially with her intimate partner that she was just kind of ready to walk away from the relationship. And, you know, and at first sort of blush, I thought, yeah, she should have what she want. But when you hang into the whole, the whole um, conversation, there was this huge gift at the end that said, well, you know, the only relationship you're really seeking is that one with your inner being and that one with your knowing and that one with your your spiritual self. Not to say that your um, your relationships can't be rich, but if the relationship to your inner being and your inner knowing isn't full-blown, alive, pulsing, then I think the relationships in our lives suffer. Yeah. You know, they just, they can't be as good as they could be. Not to say that she, she couldn't walk away from that relationship and find someone who wanted to talk to metaphysics, but talk about metaphysics all day, every day. But the biggest gift, the takeaway from that whole idea was, but then anytime we have to look outside of ourselves to be satisfied, we're really going to be whipped around by the, by the wind mm-hmm. of what you're doing and what you're doing and what you're not doing. And then we have to make sure no one changes because right. we finally got what we needed. And then it's so, be- it's so limited. And like you say, it's scary because what if someone does change or what if, you know, when I listened to that tape, it made me think about my kids because it's that feeling of loving them unconditionally because I'm not interested in what they're interested in. I could care less. (laughs) You know, know, it's just just kind of funny where it's interesting. A lot of times we have it with a partner or spouse that everything has to be exactly right. Be on the same page. Be on the same page. But yet we could feel that love toward our children and not have similar interests and not be concerned about Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> I can't connect with my son. He's into Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm going to have to give up on this relationship with my son. He's into the Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm going to wait it's until he's not my thing. <laughs> I just have to wait till he's read Ernest Holmes and then we can connect again. Yeah, but when you think about it, you could see so clearly in your child how it's not oh. about the Spider-Man. And what and think about what you miss out on by having to compartmentalize relationships in, in that they're working or not working based on these intellectual checkpoints. It almost seemed it, to me when I heard it too, it's almost like, um, like it's, it's like if it's too, maybe if they connect on that, it's almost like then we're not able to look beyond it because let's say you were playing at the level of Spider-Man, like yeah. say you would miss out, but, so many, but because which, it's not about the Spider-Man, you're looking beyond Spider-Man to the essence of the <laughs> <laughs> It's a new book title, Beyond Spider-Man. Yes, exactly. You you know, and, and again, what the prize is, is coming back to our true self, capital T, which is unconditional love. It's the nature of who we are. It's the nature of the universe. It's to understand it from this metaphysical standpoint. So if you're really wanting to come back to your authentic power, all roads lead to unconditional love. That is the PowerPoint. That's what Jesus taught us. That's what the great mystics taught us. So that is really the spiritual quest. And so if we abandon relationships because some conditional conditionality, is that a word? Condition, say that. <laughs> Sounds conditionality. Is that a word? I don't think, I think so. I I'm sure someone write me and tell me what it we is. We get what you mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't exist, you're out. I mean, the richness that you miss out on. And I think that really was the takeaway. That's like almost saying too, like, you know, like I remember this one girlfriend growing up, she goes, I'm never going to date a guy who makes less than $35,000 a year. And I'm thinking, what? That's, that's But it's kind of that same thing. Like, I can only love you if this happens, this happens. I can only love you if you're like this or this. It's yeah, I remember, I remember oh, you know, girlfriends used to say, oh, I can never date a short man or I can never marry a short man or someone who is shorter than I am. And and I always thought that was like, wow, you're really knocking out some great guys. Yes. yes. 
Yeah. He said, make you so happy, but you'd rather be with some miserable guy because he's taller than you. Really? <laughs> but again, it's, it's, it, this conversation makes me, I'm starting to see how that it's almost like that's the booby prize, because if that's the lens you're looking through and that's what you get back, you're, you're really getting so much less than what's possible. Okay. So, but let's take this to our relationship with money. Cause I think this is interesting to take the same lens and say, until I have a million dollars or half a million whatever your number is, I can't be happy or I'm not going to be fulfilled or I'm not going to feel accomplished until I've got $60,000 in the bank and a million and a half in CDs or whatever. I mean, that's the same. Right, right. It's conditional. Like basically I can't, I can't love you if you're not interested in what I'm interested. I can't feel prosperous or be happy if I don't have X amount of dollars. If I don't have the outside, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's not a match. And and I think that's so interesting. Well, that's why it's never satisfying when we get the outside because it's not what we're looking for anyway. <laughs> duh, duh, right? Because I, re- I remember hearing um, Frank speak on the village call, uh, I think it was last week, where he was saying, if you can't be happy with 27 cents in your bank account, you're not going to be happy with 27 million. And I was like, really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Try me out. No, but I, I'll but prove I'm, you wrong. <laughs> right. But it's so true because it's, it's never about that. It has to come from that, that inner prosperity, that inner knowing that all of it's for you. It doesn't matter if it's in your bank account or not. Every dollar on the planet is you uh, working itself through in some beautiful way. You are already so rich just by having the consciousness of richness. It's like if if you think it's about, if we think it's about the money, we're missing out. It's not like we have to be happy with 27 cents, but it's just like, it reminded me years ago at Unity, I was going through time where I just was really resistant to tithing. And this elderly, I was talking to this elderly woman in the congregation about it. She says, oh, I'm so sorry. And I thought, that's kind of a weird response. (laughs) But then when I looked into it further, it's more like, if I'm unable to, I'm the one who's suffering. It's not about the church or it's not about, it's more like, if my, if my giving is restricted, what, you know, it's, I'm I'm operating under a misunderstanding and that's painful for me. It doesn't really matter about the money. Yeah, it was like she had compassion for what I was going through. That my right. giving and receiving flow was jammed up. <laughs> so we're already living in that which we desire. We actually have. <laughs> here's that. I have what I want, and I want what I have. Here it comes back again. I know. Don't throw tomatoes. But it's just. It really is that idea that it is a perceptual shift to step into that I have everything that I want. Now, it might not be appearing to me on the met- on the physical, but the metaphysical side, it's already mine. It's already done. And Abraham and Communion of Light and Bashar and all those suspects, the usual suspects, have said it over and over and again. It's yours. It's yours. But you keep telling the story that it's on its way. Or you keep telling the story that he's not the right one. Or you keep telling the story that it's not enough money. And then your your mirror which is your consciousness is reflected in the physical and says, you're right, you're right, you're right. So we have to, at some point, you know, take a Jesus moment, you know, to go inside and to really claim the kingdom. Yeah. To claim the healthy relationship, to claim the healthy body. You know, one thing that, that um, the communion of light was talking about a couple weeks ago when they were talking about uh, physical issues and they were talking specifically about weight, you know, and it's like, well, you can have it as long as you don't need it. Because as soon as you need it, you've created a gap of scarcity mm-hmm. that says you don't have it, which is a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if we say we need it, it's because we don't see that we have it. 
So, but then again, okay, so it's a perceptual shift. How do we make that perceptual shift? Well, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first because we've got momentum going in one direction. And like anything that has momentum, when you have to slow down and change direction, it's going to feel a little weird. It's going to feel there's going to be some drag, yeah, some vibrational drag. But you can't get dissuaded by that. You have to be focused on knowing what is the truth. And, you know, one thing that Abraham has been talking about recently uh, in some of the really leading edge workshops is we used to talk about surrender, but now we're talking about focused allowing. So surrender was, I just give it all up. I can't think anything. I don't Mm -hmm. know what focus, focused um, allowing is turning to that, which you want and claiming it now in this moment and not letting any other story, any other uh, momentum change your focus from that allowing that it is already done, that it is already complete to feel that resonance now without anything having to change in the physical. And I think this is the biggest thing that we keep talking about week to week, but there is no end to the opportunities that we have to claim it in the moment. And, you know, the the Abrahams have been talking a lot lately again about pre-paving. And this is exactly what we're talking about. It's like you have to have the condition of the mind today if you want to experience that tomorrow. I remember Reverend Michael Beckwith would always say, if you want to know what your bank account is going to look like in five years, check your consciousness today. Mm. And if it's scarcity, then you know what you're in for. Mm -hmm. If it's abundant, then you know what's coming. Mm -hmm. So Mm. relax. You know, I just... (laughs) Relax. It's It's done. It's on its you know. Um, Or it's already here and you just haven't seen it because um, even on its way is a bit of a misperception. So we've actually come to the end of our segment. Boy, that was fun and fast. Um, Come back. We're going to be listening to what is a little bit more of a controversial subject when a partner has maybe an addiction, a real issue, um, quote unquote. And we'll talk a little bit more about how our mystics, our our wonderful teachers decide to, uh, to deal with that. So stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray, and we'll look back at seeing you after the break. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, 
the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back to the show after our beautiful break here, and we are on Everyday Attraction on our Metaphysical Porch, enjoying the sunlight of consciousness, of new awakening, of aha moments, and we're glad that you're along for the ride. Before the break, we were talking about this opportunity for us to step into our desire on a conscious level today, whether it be prosperity on the financial level, uh, a relationship, a job. We really want to feel it first, and we've heard these teachers tell us over and over again. But I, I think what's challenging, Janice, is that that reality, what is playing itself out, has such powerful momentum you know, specifically when there's an issue and there's somebody in your life who's playing out that issue for you, it is such a powerful metaphysical moment to pull one's attention away from the issue and recalibrate and reconfigure perspectives. That is really the metaphysical athleticism mm-hmm. that is required of all of us. Yeah. That when we get the email or we get or we have an argument or we have somebody acting out in a way that's that that is hurtful or it is in that moment that we have sort of kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> but we we have to have a place to come back to. Yeah. You know, if we're going to if we're going to take that energy back or take that power back, we have to place to have to have a place to come back to. And I think that's why it's important that we really understand the truth of who we are. Yes. You know, not our false self, but just really get, you know, it's fun. I'm teaching a 12 powers of unity now and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Like every time you get like a new cut on it, but, but the simplicity of it, it's like, wow, I am power. I do have dominion over my thoughts. I am love. It's like, it's pretty simple, but it's yes. so easy to drift from those conversations. And yes. and then when something happens out there or something dramatic, how quickly we are to, um, dismiss that or forget that or get amnesia but when we remember it's like whoa wait a minute that's not who i am yeah it's not who i am um, i know what to do abraham had said last week art allowing is an art not an accident allowing is an art not an accident and i think sometimes what do you mean by that i don't i didn't hear that distinction sometimes we find ourselves feeling good Mm -hmm. by accident Mm -hmm. oh i see yeah yeah right right I'm I'm an allowing now. I'm feeling good. Right. It's not like getting lucky and winning the lottery. You choose it. Yeah, you choose it. And you can bring it about. Yeah, yeah. and you take it by the reins. And sometimes you have to take it by the reins. Yeah. That's what I've been and noticing have- lately, too, that whole take it by the reins thing. you got to do that sometimes. Because, <laughs> again, it's, it's only because the momentum is going in a certain direction. Uh, and it's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. We're not going there. <laughs> And then there's a, a, you know, when you get that point where you sort of stop jumping down a rabbit hole that has no end um, and, and you claim your power, then you can release the reins because your power was always there. And it's not down it's, the rabbit hole. Like we don't have to, you know, I think the rabbit hole is because we keep going because we think that's where our power is. 
that's yeah. the illusion. It's not down there. But so once we remember that it's here, it's always been here, we could release the rabbit hole. And also this kind of um, false story that I need clarity. That's like coming up a lot um, in a lot of workshops lately where people are saying, um, here's my horrible circumstance, Abraham, give me clarity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like they keep saying that, well, you're jumping out of a, a airplane and you didn't pack a parachute. And on the way down, you're saying, can I have some clarity? <laughs> but that's too- like saying too, like, give me love, thinking that it's outside. I know, but there is no, there, there isn't like the clarity of the circumstances, not the issue. It's the whole vibrational stance. Yeah. That's the problem. But sometimes I find clarity for me is valuable because I could, I could almost, I could stop the splashing or I could see more clearly. I could separate out the true from the false. I could decide where I want to throw the weight of my consciousness. But do you ever see that? On some issues, there's never clarity. There's always just more and more need for clarity. Like on, on some things, I feel like it's almost more profitable for us to just drop it mm-hmm. and a new perspective. Because some issues have so much momentum around them that, and, and I agree with you. Well, and maybe we don't really want clarity in those situations. Exactly. Because I don't think there is. Yeah. It's just it's just more murkiness. It's it, there isn't an opportunity for you to get to the bottom of something. It's just more bottom, and that we have to at some point decide that we're going to shift our consciousness without working it all out. Like and, that and that reminds me of that thing: to, uh, agree to disagree. Yeah. Like there's certain conversations with people where it's just you're never going to be on the same page. And if you're, you know, maybe what we're what we call clarity is really trying to get an opposing thing to agree with us or something. <laughs> Well, and I think it's like also a setup. We, it's something that's not possible. And we're never going to get clarity from our false self. Right. I think that's the distinction, though, because I actually love clarity. I mean, I, it's like it's it, to me, it's in the same category. Maybe it's semantics, but the knowing and faith, it's a mm-hmm. feeling I get. And it's just I just know it just feels so good and so right. And that is very different from the false self chasing something. Yeah, it's very different. It's almost like, OK, now I could stop and and move forward. Cause I, I know people, you know, in my metaphysics, my metaphysics classes that are still asking about clarity in regards to a relationship that ended 10 I years see, ago. That's different. I think this is a really important distinction because for me, clarity leads to action. When I have clarity, I know exactly how to act. And mm-hmm. until I have clarity, I don't like to act. But the only clarity you're ever really searching for is your power remembering who you are and remembering that you can make choices other than what you've done. Yeah. I mean, that's the only clarity you're searching for. And anytime I think think maybe the clarity you're talking about, like a clarity about 10 years ago, it's more like a justification and it's a try to wanting to be right about it. I think there's just, it's, it's, it's not really clarity. It's loaded with other things. Right. It's, it's wanting to find a way to let the mind stop searching. And that never ends, you know? I think you're right. There's a different word there. It's it's like you're trying to find a way. It's like insatiable. To, you know, it's those those beliefs are insatiable. They can never be satisfied. Because they're false. Yes. So it's like trying to trying to create clarity from something that is false. You're never gonna get never it. Never gonna get it. So and I think that's actually a great segue. Um, we're gonna listen to a little bit of a an Abraham um, workshop where they were discussing with this particular person a relationship with um, a, a man and a potential spouse who has a problem with drinking a little too much. 
And um, that was really a question that was on her heart about whether or not um, this was a sign for her to uh, to move away from the relationship or what to do. And, and I think that's one of those nitty-gritty situations where you really want to understand who you are and not necessarily who they are. And so let's listen to a few minutes and then we'll comment about it. Again, this is from an Abraham Hicks workshop. We're just going to share a little teeny, teeny bit with you. Um, and we encourage you to go to the abraham-hicks.com website and purchase and love and enjoy all the fabulous workshops and things that they have available uh, from their website. So here we go. I'm tearing up over joy and excitement. Um, I have two things I thought I'd bring up. Um, maybe one that might be a shorter answer than the second. Um, <clears throat> I'm really excited because I've finally found the relationship that makes me so happy. And um, he's a freedom-seeking, joyous person, and I just adore him with everything about him is great. And... There is a um, an issue that comes up between us, or maybe between me and <laughs> the things that he does. Yeah, wise, yeah. Um, is that in his freedom seeking, he really overconsumes alcohol, and um, when he does that, he gets really out of the vortex, and then I get out of the vortex because I observe it and I have knee jerk reactions to it. And um, and the reason I thought it was interesting is because I don't have this problem personally as far as drinking goes or um, drugs or anything. I don't have this issue. I never have. In fact, I, I enjoy drinking, and I don't mind when people do, but why does it have to be so much when it comes to him? It throws him into this really odd behavior. And I'm getting so much better at really just appreciating where he is and, and, and ignoring that issue. And I've spent a, a few months away from, well, a few weeks away from him, so I'm just missing him and really knowing that when we get back together in person that it's just going to be even better. Um, but the reason it's interesting is because this is the third or fourth time in re different relationships that that big thing comes up. That was the next question that we were presenting to you. Is this something that you've experienced before and therefore is likely, because of your observation, somewhat active in your vibration. So as we began here today, we were talking about the big question that sort of exploded into the room as a result of a lot of things that we were talking about is how do I observe something and not have a practiced knee-jerk response to it? Because it's one thing to say, and it would be somewhat accurate to say, well, my desire for my relationship has been in the process of evolution because most everything about this relationship is so much more in keeping with what I want than any other relationship that I've ever had. In other words, I through life have worked a lot of bugs out and I've put a lot of the components of what I want in a relationship into my vortex and almost all of them have flowed easily into my point of attraction, into my grid, into my real life manifested reality. But some of what I don't want is happening too. So the question that we want to put to you is, do you have the ability to focus around unwanted? We're putting that to all of you. 
Do you have the ability to focus around unwanted? Now we'll make it easier. Do you have the ability to sometimes focus around unwanted? Is it inappropriate to look right at something that you don't want and have a negative knee jerk reaction? Is that wrong? Is that normal? Yes. Does it feel good when it happens? No. So if you're doing it for you and how you feel right here and now, rather than for some effect that you're trying to create later. So if I'm just thinking about what feels best to me right now, does it feel better to me to see something that I don't want and focus on it until I rev it up into a stronger vibration? Or does it feel better to me to minimize it? feels better to minimize it so why would any of us you why would you ever do otherwise why would you do other than minimize it it's a really really good question we're gonna get to the bottom of something there is no bottom but we're gonna get closer to the bottom <laughs> we're gonna stir it up till you understand it why would anyone why would you do that doesn't feel good when you do it can you think of a reason that you might make a big deal out of something that you don't want to make a big deal out of in fact you'd like it to go away why would you amplify something that you don't want to get bigger doesn't make because sense. it know. doesn't make sense when you think about it in terms of law of attraction right it doesn't make sense when you think of it in terms of what's in your vortex and what you want to flow into your point of attraction or into your grid or into your real-life manifestation doesn't make sense but what is the reason that so many people look at unwanted behavior and feel a need to point it out what do you think it is it's because most people are operating from a flawed premise that says if i push hard enough against this thing i do not want that i will eventually push it out of my experience that i will obliterate it your mass consciousness says if we don't examine history and make a big thing of it and make monuments about it and have anniversaries of tragedies if we don't continue to do that then history will repeat itself and we say are you kidding <laughs> actually Esther says that isn't that why it's a misunderstanding mm -hmm. but you know something different now you know that if you amplify if you talk about if you give attention to when you're dealing with a youngster and they're behaving in a way that you would rather that they didn't and you shine a spotlight on it and ask them or tell them or insist that they stop it and that they stop it right now first of all they can't because they've got momentum going mm -hmm. and your attention to it is adding to the momentum so now they're like obsessed with this thing that they know you don't want and they don't want but there's another factor that is at the heart or the root of their behavior and that is they are very much freedom seekers mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how logical your request for someone to behave differently is their quest for freedom trumps it every time mm -hmm. their quest to do what they want to do and they've got reasons in the beginning of every drinking experience it just feels better initially so there is a positive reason of wanting to find relief that is in there somewhere but when you're dealing with an adult and you are softly or in a very overt way wanting to guide them to a different behavior you are also activating that quest for freedom that sort of trumps everything and you have to understand 
that just like you have some vibrational patterning going on within you from past relationships, he does too. He's been harassed about this for as long as he can remember. He's been and harassed the least by me. Doesn't matter. He's cued for harassment. Mm -hmm. He's cued for harassment because that's what he expects. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way society has trained him in their response to his behavior, you see. So it's pretty interesting, isn't it? So here you are having this relationship with vibrational expectations that neither one of you want to have active, that both of you have active, that are playing out into manifestation that is the only thing that is keeping this relationship from feeling really good. Mm -hmm. Now, we have some questions for you. Okay. Really important, really good questions. Do you think that you want to figure this out so that you can evoke different behavior from this person? Probably. <laughs> I was going to try to deny that. But then we have nothing for you. <laughs> because if you need another's behavior to change in order to soothe the way you feel, you're barking up the wrong tree. You just can't get there from there. Well, we are kicking up <laughs> the metaphysical hay in the house today. We're going to come back. We'll try and unravel all uh, crazy things we just heard from Abraham and actually see uh, the metaphysical core as we're, we're talking about law of attraction 201301. We're going deep, deep, deep today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one -on -one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed well welcome back from the break you know uh, you're listening to everyday attraction here with janice array and janice you know this is just my nature i just cannot leave well enough alone. <laughs> I, I just come and do shows on, you know, 
to see butterfly Hallmark card kind of metaphysics. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) We want to controversial issues that make the broader culture go, what? Yeah, this is a good one. I like this. It's a good one, but it definitely kicks up. Um, if you're just listening to us, we were we were listening to a small segment from uh, an Abraham Hicks workshop that happened recently. You know about understanding these core teachings, these core laws, and in the nitty gritty of our relationships. And of course, the first thing that this lovely woman was bringing up is that, you know what we understand about law of attraction is that what you focus on you increase and that's a unity principle and it's a principle of of new thought and it kind of is really a deep vein of truth in a lot of the new thought thinking is that what you focus on you will amplify you will increase so why would you ever focus on something unwanted now the broader culture which we heard in that first segment is working on a false premise that if you focus on what you don't want hard enough kill it to the ground, muscle it to the ground, that eventually you will dismember it. And that is a pretty false premise, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's funny too, because I was thinking, my thing is more like this, thinking about my daughter. A lot of times I'll just keep tweaking, tweaking, thinking that, and it never works. You know? (laughs) Oh, I'll just put in this comment and slip this one in and just mention this. And (laughs) We have a new rule now, I promised her, because she got a good report card. I'm not going to talk about the word homework ever. She's on her own. Obviously, she knows what she's doing. I'm not going to mention the H word ever. So it's been a good practice. But it's it's amazing how how we really think by saying the same thing over and over that something's going to change. Or that if we focus on the unwanted, that somehow. Yeah. We'll- and that they need it, too. Like, oh, they need to hear this from us. <laughs> What's so interesting is, you know, this whole question, and I think we have to ask ourselves this question. You know, can I focus around unwanted. Can I? Can you? Can anyone out there who has a big issue in this circumstance? We've got a spouse who's in is drinking too much in from this perspective. Can you focus around it? And and of course, um, you know, this doesn't make any sense in the broader culture. But we take on the principles of new thought and we really see that we have to focus on what we want, not what we don't want. And we have to amplify the true, the bigger T truth. And I think it was so interesting in the, in the end of that segment was that this concept of freedom, whether it be a child or acting out uh, with addictive behaviors, they're seeking freedom yes. at their core. Yes. But I think, I think part of the reason why this is challenging is because we feel foolish and that we're doing, it's almost like the spiritual laws very often are different from the physical laws or the laws that we learn from being on the physical planet. So in this situation, what they, it's like this woman's being foolish. Come on, you're being codependent. Get out of that relationship as fast as you can. What are you thinking? I mean, it's that energy of, by actually following spiritual principles, a lot of times we could feel like we're doing something wrong. That's, you know, yeah. Because I know with the parenting, I, sometimes I'll have conversations with people, and I'm like, "Oh God, I'm not, I'm not sharing what's going on with you." Know what I mean? They would think I'm from another planet. This in my Abraham group all the time. I'm like, "Please don't share this with your neighbors." <laughs> but here we because have- it sounds it sounds opposite and wrong and bad. Like you're going to get in trouble if if you do it that way. Look at the practicality. I mean, we are in a what we call a practical Christianity. We're looking at a practical spiritual 
practice. We're not here to be crazy. We're here to look at the fact that if I, I throw a spotlight on my child's behavior, and I think children are a really good way to look at this. If I throw a spotlight on my child's behavior and all I talk about all day, every day is what they're doing wrong, how they're doing it wrong. I mean, haven't we learned mm-hmm. that that doesn't work? Right. That they become the very thing that we don't want them to be by the power of our attention. But it goes that- against our something else inside of us like well if i don't discipline my children they're going to turn into monsters it's like you really have to reach for it takes something to be on the spiritual path because you're going against that mass consciousness and it's old technology though yeah i i would say that the mass you know the, the mass consciousness is often operating on an older system and it doesn't work i mean i think that we could we could actually look in our life i mean i know even as much as i flap it doesn't work <laughs> Yeah, Do you know I mean, it's kind of funny, like how many times do I need to, you know, see that it, it doesn't work? So why would we want to keep doing something that doesn't work, even if we're told it's the right way to be or the right thing to do? We all have to, in our own mind, in our own heart, decide. Yeah. Whose life are we living, you know? <laughs> and I think that the, this idea that everyone's quest for freedom is going to eventually trump anything else that tries to squash it. And I think that that's, that's the core energy of our consciousness is the seeking of freedom. And yet we have these patterns, you know, that have been set up. And as Abraham was saying, you know, that, that this particular individual has been cued for harassment. Mm-hmm. And so they're in this tango, the two of them, where she is, you know, finding herself focusing on this negative behavior and harassing it. Yes, maybe she harasses him less than anyone else in his life, but it doesn't matter. It triggers it. Mm-hmm. You know, it triggers it into that whole evoking of that negative behavior that says, you know, I cannot be lovable unless I become something that you want me to become, which is where that core freedom will rear its head. And that and that we cr- we really truly don't want to participate in the continued harassment of those around us in hopes that it will come up with a different ending. Yes, but it takes awareness. It's almost it's almost like really kind of bringing the energy in and 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 having awareness and saying, I know this doesn't work. You know, almost like catching ourselves. Yes, in the middle, like without judgment. But more like, that's so interesting. Okay, how many times am I going to keep saying this? Has it worked in the past? How long have I been married? Or whatever, <laughs> you know? Going on underneath. So let's get back to the workshop just a bit. I want to play a few more minutes of this because we'll find out that mm. what's going on underneath is never an issue with someone else, but an issue with you and you. That is who you think you are and who you really are. And that only ever is the issue. And so we'll get back uh, to this really intriguing workshop. Again, it's coming from Abraham Hicks, abraham-hicks.com, where you can get way more content than the little bit of morsel of alignment that we're giving to you this hour. Here we go. Because the two of you came together on a vibrational premise that you don't like that and that he would come doing it and that he wouldn't like you not liking it. In other words, that is a vibrational basis of your relationship that has to evolve to another place before things can be different. That's the best we've ever said that. Did you get it? In other words, you're getting, you're both getting what you have prepaved and can't be any other way. And it's not the fault or the blame of either of you. It's a manifestation that's coming in response to the cooperative co-creation that the two of you have going. 
You are equal partners in this, you see. Mm -hmm. Equal partners in a whole lot of other magnificent things too. Equal partners in so much that is good that it's not going to be difficult for you to work the bugs out of this. But you've got to approach it differently than you have been approaching it or nothing's going to change, you see. Um, what I've done to approach it differently since I've been listening to um, your teachings is, well, I've tried ignoring the issue and um, I write but positive wait, aspects about it. But wait, you can't ignore something that's active in your vibration. Law of attraction will not allow that. It's like saying, I'm going to be stronger than anybody that has ever walked the face of this earth. <laughs> and I'm going to have an active vibration going on within me, active enough that I attracted someone else that has a cooperative activated vibration in them. But we're not going to behave the way law of attraction demands that we do. We're going to use the strength of our action to experience something different. And we say, no, you're not. <laughs> you got to approach this vibrationally. You can't approach it through action. You got to approach it vibrationally. So we're going to ask you a question, a really good and really important question. Do you want to get to the solution in this in order to change the behavior of this person? I don't want that. I don't really. Same question, but different answer. Right. You don't want that. So what is the reason? What is the reason for this conversation? What is it that you do want? What is it that you want? Oh, I just, I love the conversations that we have when he's sober. Yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. what is it that you want? What is it that I want? Because that's the same answer that you gave us before. You want him to be different than he is so okay. that you can have a different response to it. But what is it that you really want? I want to not care about this. Why? What is it that you really I... want? You want alignment and you don't want somebody messing it up. Right. Yeah, that's true. Phoebe, that was the everyday takeaway. Did you get <laughs> Let's back up there a second. Let's back up there because that is just such a fabulous awakening. The skies are parting and you're through a new being. Oh my. Okay. So first of all, they were talking about, um, there was, there was a beautiful moment there where Abraham was saying, you came with an agreement that was going to evolve. That was the part that you both wanted to come and do, was to evolve the agreement, not fulfill it. Wasn't that interesting? Yes, yes. Where, where now, did you just say, evolve the agreement, not what it? You have to evolve. Um, that was part of, of the agreement because you're kind of playing two parts. You're coming with this expectation that he wouldn't do that. And he's coming with this momentum that this is how he does things. But part of what the deliciousness of coming together is the opportunity for you to evolve past the surface conversation into that deeper knowing. And, and there is a beautiful kind of give and take that you have prepaved your way here, but that's not the end of it. It's not like, oh, I've created this and now I have to walk away. Oh, no. It's like the jewel is the ability to evolve. It's almost like but this is the beginning of the journey. Yeah. And you've done, and you know, and I like the way that she acknowledges and a lot of other magnificent things are happening. So you know how to do this. This is not foreign to you. Right. Right. And, and I love this moment where she was saying, and this is kind of metaphysics 101 is, oh, I'll just ignore it. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you get into the deeper understandings of these principles, they become more simplistic and more um, elegant, as many laws do, in that it's not something that you can do on an action surface journey. It has to be a vibrational shift. 
you cannot ignore it if you're holding the same stance. Right. right. It's still in your space. It's still in your consciousness. Nothing has changed. It has to be. That's a wrong metaphysical stance. It actually has to approach it uh, vibrationally. And then this is where I think that the beauty of this of, of this moment is so profound if you can get it. And it took me a while to kind of really let it sink in. They kept asking, what do you want? What do you want? Well, they would like him not to be. No, 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 that's not it. What do you want? What do you want? I want alignment. I don't want anyone messing up my alignment. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a freedom seeking being. <laughs> and when people mess up my alignment, it pisses me off. Yeah. And now I'm going to run around and make sure everyone's behavior doesn't mess with my alignment welcome insanity <laughs> it's really fun to um like listening to this and then thinking about the different members of my family how <laughs> really on different levels they're communicating don't mess with my alignment <laughs> don't mess with my alignment. that's the bumper sticker janice i think we <laughs> what we really see but then again that like you say a bumper sticker but then i just in that second i flashed on no one has the power to mess with our alignment Exactly. Exactly. That's the that's the key takeaway here is that you give away your alignment. No one ever. And so what we were hearing in that one segment was these teachers saying, you want alignment and you want to be able to go back to that space that we were talking about earlier in the show, that core relationship with you, your broader self, God, Jesus, whatever you call it, that broader knowing, that infinite intelligence, that that true self. You have to go back to that place for your alignment, not in how anyone is behaving on the surface level. Yeah, it, can't anyone- be condi- it can't be conditional on that or contingent on that. It's a setup. And no wonder we get resentful. Yeah. You know, because we give them the power and then we get upset when they're not acting <laughs> how we want them to act. The word alignment lets you use freedom because your alignment is is where you're truly free. Right. No one has the power to mess with our freedom. On the, on the consciousness level. No, unless we give that away, but you can imagine why people get into behaviors when um, they're told to be in a certain way and they can't be that way because it's not authentically who they are. And so they will fight for their freedom and they'll go so far as to have an addiction mm-hmm. or illness or whatever it means for them to claim their freedom and trying to find a way through yeah it's it's the wrong i mean it's not the wrong way it's a more difficult way and it doesn't deliver it's not really going to deliver what we're looking for not on any system doesn't have the capacity no because it's still fighting against something that no one can take and it's not there i mean chasing the illusion it's just there's it can't deliver so it was so powerful and practical on, you know, a metaphysical level to, to hear about how even those things that feel so much a part of our physical world, like people acting out and people be having behaviors, we always have to move back to the root, the vibrational level to find the solution, to find our solution, not their solution. But here's the funny thing about the, the paradox here is that if she moved back into the space of her own alignment, and she truly stands for that. She will actually attract a situation where that behavior will no longer exist. Right. Like I like what she asked her at the beginning. You know, like this has happened three or four times. 
but you can't do it in order to have to be, see, it does not behavior change, but the outcome will be a healing for both of right. them. So it doesn't have to keep happening, yeah. being played out in that way. Because once it's healed on the metaphysical level, then it can mm-hmm. bubble up. Well, it's like any illness. It's yeah. once the, the, it's healed on the consciousness level. Or, well, we have actually come to the end of our show. This has been a, a wild hour, Janice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> There's nothing more exciting than talking about relationships and, and, uh, and looking at what we know about the law of attraction and these deeper spiritual laws. And when we look at our consciousness on the, on our cultural level, it is quite a hoot. It's quite a circus out there, but we know where to go and get the peace of understanding. So thank you again for joining us. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. Join us again next week where we'll be on the metaphysical porch and we'll be looking for you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.